0: G'day, everybody. It's time for another Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast. Well, we might end up speaking a little bit more than just NFL by the, uh, the light of our off-air talk. Sam Zickman, it's a very good evening, sir.
1: Oh, great to be with you, David. Tuesday nights, they roll around quickly each week and we get to dive into a, another enthralling week of NFL football. There was upsets galore this week. There were some great matches, some really solid performances, um, notably some quarterbacks that, that are putting together some reasonable years and some quarterbacks we weren't expecting. Geno Smith being one who's just been exceptional um, for Seattle this year. And, yeah, really exciting weekend of weekend of football. But as I said, a lot of surprising results, ones we did not pick.
0: And just before we go ahead, that, that, that all, Sam and I, as you know, everybody will love our college football. How wicked was Alabama and Tennessee? Oh, my goodness me.
1: That is such a huge result. Uh, oh. for Tennessee to get that victory in the college football. That is just going to set them up now. That is such a big win. It was it was a great game to watch too. Yeah, that was a, I watched the extended highlights
0: <laughs> because I was at cricket when it happened. What a phenomenal game. There's two blokes, the wide receiver from Tennessee and the running back from Alabama. If they don't get drafted, I'm not sitting here talking to you. They are electric. But that crowd went berserk in Knoxville
1: as predicted. What an outstanding last quarter it was, too, with the team just piling on points. Uh, It felt like it was going to come down to a last. Whoever had the ball last was going to win that one. Um, Young was exceptional quarterback. He he threw for over 450 yards, which was brilliant. And another one, just mentioning our Longhorns, David, just slowly, slowly building. Yep.
0: Pogo at Oklahoma and then got Iowa and just won, but they're winning and they've got a ranking. They're going okay. So yeah. um, I'm yeah, very absolutely. happy with that. I've got the, got the Texas shirt on tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you can't see that, but very proud of the boys. They're going to all right.
1: Yeah, I've gone old school. I've put the Cleveland Cavaliers top on from a few years back, just channeling a bit of the, the good times there. But no, what an outstanding weekend it was of college football. The other two, obviously, you know, Michigan – you know, they had a, such a solid win against Penn State. They, they really showed the difference between the top five and, and kind of the rest uh, yes, with they what have. they did to Penn State because Penn State were 10th in the, 10th in the country. Uh, and then Ohio State as well, just marching on, uh, which is really going to set up what's going to be, you know, a really enthralling run to the championship games in some of these divisions. Uh, wow. But yeah, that, that really does throw things off with Alabama losing that game. Tennessee now catapults into national championship playoff contention. And uh, I mean, Georgia had an absolute cakewalk against Vanderbilt, which they were always going to do, beating them to, to naught. But yeah, I well, know we love our college. We could probably have it. We could probably talk for half an hour about college football. But anyway. Uh,
0: goodness me, <laughs> yes, we won't. But it was, if you do get a chance, ladies and gents, go on YouTube Alabama versus Tennessee. It's about a 19 minute highlights package. It is fantastic television, superb entertainment. Results from the NFL in the Boredom Bowl in Chicago, Washington 12-7. Here we go on uh, Monday morning results Australian time. The Falcons playing good footy 28-14 over San Francisco. The Patriots belted the Browns 38-15. Bailey Zappi putting it together. The New York Jets went to Green Bay and won handsomely, 27-10. I tell you what, Green Bay and Tampa are in some strife. And if you, for once in, your, in the last decade, being a New York football fan, it would probably be all right at the moment. The Colts and the Jaguars put on an entertaining game, the Colts hanging on, hanging on 34-27. The Vikings weren't impressive, but just did enough against a bang, banged-up Miami, although that was at South Beach, 24-16. The Bengals and Saints had a great game of football, 30-26 Cincinnati. The New York Giants came from – scored two last quarter touchdowns to win 24-20 over the Ravens at the Meadowlands and show themselves to be a decent football side. I don't think anybody in America other, other than in Western Pennsylvania tipped the Steelers to beat the Bucs. They beat him in 2018. A, la, a late, late two-point two, two conversion failed from Tampa. And they went down. And Tom Brady was given permission to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. I wonder if that's going to go down real well with local press. The Los Angeles Rams, unimpressive, but did the job 24-10 over the Panthers, as predicted. The Seahawks are playing very good football. Talk about a revitalized quarterback in Geno Smith, 19-9 in Seattle. In one of the uh, better games of the season, I still think this could be the AFC curtain raiser uh, later on the year. The Bills, 24, finally beating Kansas City and Missouri 24-20. The Eagles, 26-17 over the Cowboys, and for once, Cooper Rush had an ordinary day. And then this morning, the Chargers just hung on after a muff punt right in overtime and beat the Denver Broncos 19-16. Sam, let's go first of all. Dallas and uh, Philly, this game was billed very, very highly uh, to pretty competitive sides. Are you overly disappointed as a Dallas fan or were they, were, were they okay? Yeah, it's
1: such an interesting game, this one. I, I'm... Actually pretty enthused by the Cowboys in this one. I'm not too down in the dumps. It was obviously in Philly. The Cowboys are going to get an opportunity to play them at at t later in the season. Um, they showed a lot of spirit after what was a, an incredibly poor start to the game. Probably for the first time, we've seen Cooper rush a little bit loose with the football. Um, you know maybe some pressure building with you know Dak Prescott on the sidelines and you know out there throwing before the game and actually looking looking really good I I think it's it's probably Dak's team for next week you know it's arguably you might you know say we'll take a rest against Detroit but like a lot of people actually I actually think Detroit have got quite a bit of spunk about them this year I think they're actually a team that's on the move so I, I would get uh, I would get Dak back, back out there. Look, Cooper Rush had three interceptions. He did lead some really impressive drives in the second half. He got the Cowboys back from 20 0 down uh, to 2017, which was a, a really good effort. Uh, unfortunately, through a an ill timed interception driving late in the last quarter, which could have taken the, you know, could have got them. A little bit closer, and then Mayra missed a field goal from 59 yards, which you can't begrudge him doing that. He actually hit it really well. Just missed it a couple of, couple of yards to the right. So, overall, uh, I'm enthused. The Cowboys look serviceable. Good to see Zeke find the end zone and get 81 yards. But, yeah, credit to, credit to Philly. Uh, I think they've, they've probably got some concerns with the fact that they, they're yet to put a four-quarter performance together. So, is that a concern for them, or is that a concern for the league, uh, the That's fact they haven't? Both. Moved. Yeah. I think,
0: Sam, you've been speaking in our podcast this year about balance running and throwing. And this is one of the first times if you look, drew the drill down as we do on some games. If you look at Philly, they threw the ball 25 and ran 39. 39. Now, there's a couple of things there that they've got some very good runners, Sanders and Hertz in particular. They obviously felt that Dallas were weak on their run game. There, Dallas won't be displeased with keeping it to just over three yards a run. But... I reckon that they're already planning, like they're the best team in the NFC at the moment and they're already planning for how they're going to win. I don't think Hertz is ever going to throw for four or 500 yards. And this is a performance where they've got a divisional rival in Philly and they've run far more than they've thrown. And you wonder if that'll be the template for Philly going forward, Sam.
1: Yeah, definitely the template against the Cowboys is to make them throw the ball, especially with Cooper Rush and quarterback, and, and Philly did really well there. The other one that, that Philly should be given credit for is they really limited the impact of Micah Parsons, probably his yes. poorest game for the season for such an elite defender. He, he really didn't have a huge impact in the game, one tackle for loss, but yeah, certainly, um, certainly not the same Micah Parsons that we've seen previously. Yeah, you're right. Jalen Hurts is, you know, he, he just, he picks teams to pieces, but yeah, really, really solid by them. 39 rushes. I mean, that's when you get up by 20 points, you really do have the opportunity to rush the ball and, and opposite for the Cowboys who needed to, to throw the ball. Interesting thing is they're 6-0. and They've just knocked off the Cowboys who are 4-2. and in, in any other year, they'd be thinking that they were miles ahead in the division. They're only a game up. Game up on the football giants.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And how'd you like to have Jordan Mylata running at you? Um he goes back in for Philly on the weekend, 160 kilogram Australian. Did a great job. He's just a monster and uh, playing great football with Philly. Look, let's go and have a look at some significant ones here. Um, oh, the New York football jets. In fact, the whole AFC East is playing pretty decent football at the moment. Um, I'm going to put a couple of standings questions to you in a little while before we go to our schedule. That's a superb win over Green Bay. I would like to know the last time the New York Jets have beaten Green Bay at Lambeau, Sam. I would reckon it's years and years. That is a superb performance.
1: Such a good performance. Um, One that was certainly not expected. Although, in some ways, we were looking at that Jets team and, and saying that, you know, they were looking a little bit intimidating. They were looking a little bit scary. What I loved about the the Jets was just how well their defense played. They put Rodgers under immense pressure. He just does not have enough weapons. He, he's running wow. game dissipated. The defense uh, is is really brittle. And to the Jets' credit, they really did just absolutely tear them to shreds there. The the pack the Packers' defense couldn't hold up, and, it, and ultimately the, the Jets just had a, a really good offensive scheme. Interestingly enough, uh, led by Mike LaFleur, who's the brother of Packers' head coach, Matt LaFleur. So a little bit of family ties there, but the green machine on the roll. And
0: again, New York finding a way. The New York Jets, 33 rushes to 18 throws. There is a clear message in here is that, Teams are finding more than one way to win. Now they're rushing 33 for 179. That's six yards a rush. So that shows a couple of things that their rushing game's going well and that Green Bay's got problems defending the rush, Sam. And they've kept Green Bay to th- a three yards a rush. So superb performance by the football Jets. Just honestly, they they are, it is great to see them after being woeful for so long. Uh, coming back. The Patriots, wow, what a win this is. They've had a good couple of weeks up there in New England. Um, 38-15 over Cleveland. Cleveland really struggling without Deshaun, who's in more trouble just quietly. But just a really, really solid performance. Bill Belichick will be wrapped with this. Bally's Zappi, 24 of 34, two, 309 yards, didn't give it up. 98 yards on the ground, and in fact, they almost had perfect balance, them, 34 and 29 there. And Cleveland Brissett did his best, uh, 21 of 45, one and two, unfortunately for him. New England kept them to uh, 70 yards rushing, which keeping Nick Chug to 56 yards is a great performance. And I'm sure that Bill Belichick and his uh, coaches will be very pleased with such a commanding performance, Sam.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a really solid. I'm actually pretty impressed with New England. I think they're putting together a really solid team. Uh, remind J. Stevenson's going to be the, the steal of the year. He looks like a, a running back of the future yep. for the Patriots. And Bailey Zappi looked good. Do I dare say we've got a quarterback controversy going on in New York? Because I, I, I struggle to think that they'd remove Bailey Zappi from the starting position. Well, they are talking
0: about it. Jones, Jones went uh, and he, he can hardly move. He's not in great nick. Um, look, I don't think so. I think that they moved up to get Jones and that he's a pretty solid sort of a character, but um, certainly Bailey Zappi's been an excellent draft. Western Kentucky, there's a lovely little bit on Facebook about when he was drafted, um, but no, got to give it to the Patriots. That's two very good wins. And we'll talk about that division shortly. I think there's two or three teams in that division that could possibly make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've de- look- yeah. Definitely new England now off the back of that performance, you know, yeah, absolute polar, polar opposites performance. New England, we're now looking at, well, can they can they make a run at the playoffs? Cleveland, you're probably thinking that even with Deshaun coming, that it's going to be too far away. Oh, that AFC North's actually unbelievably not an overly strong division.
0: The Vikings, are, I reckon the Vikings are, look, if you'd have told me the Vikings would be two games up in Green Bay, six games in, I'd have said, thank you. But I don't think, the, only, the thing is with the Vikings, they've beaten everyone in the division. And that's not easy in the black and blue division. They did go to Miami. Um, Skylar Thompson started that game, got injured. Teddy Bridgewater came out, was pretty competitive. The Vikings are, again, just doing enough to win. H- am I impressed? Well, I'm certainly impressed with 5-1. and one. I-, I think it's a slightly flattering 5-1. and one. We'll see how they go in the coming weeks. However, you've got to give it um, – NFC- if you're in the NFC North, 5-1 and one after 6 – and you've got a game up at all three divisional rivals. That's enormous. Um, the Vikings certainly being helped by the fact that Detroit can't defend, Chicago can't attack, and Green Bay's got all sorts of problems on both sides of the footy. Oh,
1: it's, it's it's a great position to your team to be in, David. Five and yes. one. Yeah, they're, they're a side that you, you know, coming into the season, I think we're all hopeful that they'll have a good year. They've certainly put it together. Haven't been overly impressive, um, no. it must be said. Except beating
0: Green Bay in the first game. Other than right. that
1: game... And the form line through Green Bay is not all that strong now with what we've seen. Probably the only minor concern is that Tyreek Hill really lit them up in the secondary. So they've just got to be careful with that. Uh, Miami are a different team when they get two in. But, you know, Minnesota's doing all they can do. Sitting five and one, clearly in the division, beating all the teams within the division. They're in a great position. Oh, absolutely.
0: The New York football giants are, for me, the surprise packet of the season, along with the Seattle Seahawks. The New York Football Giants have been lousy for years. There was that wacky year where they nearly made it at seven and nine. However, they went. They welcomed Baltimore into into their into their uh, place at the Meadowlands, scored fourteen points in the last quarter and beat them. They absolutely beat them. Daniel Jones, nineteen to twenty seven, hundred and seventy three yards. They were kept at eighty three yards on the ground. They picked off Lamar Jackson with a poor interception late. Baltimore's rushing. Listen to this, everybody: twenty-four carries, two hundred and eleven yards, and they still got beaten. Quite remarkable. And the New York Giants, Sam, they are going to make keep Dallie and, Phil, and Philly, and Philly, and Philly, Dallas and Philly. Very honest. They are a decent football side.
1: They are. They're um, Brian Dobell's probably staring down the barrel of Coach of the Year at the moment. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, he's he's had a really good look. I think there were elements that would have really concerned them, just how easily the Ravens are able to split them apart with the running game. So yeah, definitely a few concerns. But you know, again, another team similar to uh, similar to Minnesota are doing all they need to do. Obviously, they they have had a divisional loss, but still, you know, to be sitting five and one second in what's a really strong NFC East this year. And you know, even at home, beating Baltimore is no easy performance. Lamar. Yeah, he had a solid game, you know, rush for a touchdown. But, you know, I think they'll be looking for more out of him in future games. But again, big blue, five wins. New York football's going very, very well this year. I put
0: it to you that at the moment, the two strongest divisions in America are both East divisions, the NFC East and the AFC East. Right now, they are the go-to teams, the go-to um, divisions. The AFC South and the NFC South are actually poor. The AFC North isn't great. The NFC North isn't great. The AFC West is is actually not going overly well. Um, we'll go to that in a minute, but the two Eastern Divisions are going well. Buffalo and Kansas City, again, another shriller. Patrick Mahomes, an off, off day, 25 of 40 with two and two. Josh Allen didn't give the ball up. 27 of 40 with three, 29 yards. And they found another rusher. Singletary, Singletary 17 for 85. They averaged four yards a rush, Buffalo. Pretty balanced, 40 throws, 31 uh, rushes. And they did the job, Sam. And um, you, you wonder if Buffalo are, are trying to well, – well, not trying to. They, they wonder if that's planted the seeds for them to host the AFC Championships or what would be a frozen, frigid uh, Ralph Wilson
1: Stadium in Orchard Park. Yeah, and Josh Allen, what impressed me most about him is he just was able to evade the rush all day. Sorry, the, the pass rush I'm talking about. Yes. They were after him all game long, and he just shows so much composure. And what he did this time as which he hasn't been able to do against the Chiefs in recent years, was have that match-winning drive at the end to take the lead and to take the victory away. He found Dawson Knox, the tight end, um, for the game-winning touchdown. Go-ahead touchdown with a minute to go. But look, some some encouraging elements on the on the Chiefs, although Patrick Mahomes wasn't his best. Juju Smith-Schuster, first touchdown of the season, 42-yard pass, which was really good. I think he's really missed Tyreek Hill and the ability to get over the back of the defense this year. Juju could be that. But... Um, yeah, overall Buffalo, it's a it's a huge win because I think it is going to come down to these two teams and, and to have that victory to have the tiebreaker, uh, huge result. So let's have a
0: look at the in the AFC East. It's Buffalo five and one, New York four and two, and both Miami, New England three and three. A very competitive division. The AFC North they can't, they're falling over themselves losing, uh, Bolt two teams, Baltimore and Cincinnati. In fact, at the moment, Cincinnati is probably the most stable of the sides, three and three, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, two and four. The AFC South is quite simply a wacky division. It's as simple as that. Tennessee, three and two, Indianapolis, three, two and one. Tennessee had a bye on the weekend. Kansas City and the LA Chargers, actually, that's the game I need to speak about. Are both four and two in that AFC West? The LA Chargers, your boy Justin, just did enough this morning. Both defenses. Denver's defense, Sam, is a very competitive defense. They've only given up ninety-nine points in the season. They can defend; they just can't attack. Oh, without uh,
1: without that points. muff punt at the end, I, I wasn't sure that they were going to do enough to get that win. I thought both teams were just going to keep getting stopped, and we heading for another draw.
0: Muff punt. I think there was three or four minutes left in the in the in the overtime period. Muff punt and uh, they got Los Angeles got a I think they was, had a third and tw- a third and oh third and twelve and got a, a nine yard pass to give themselves a nice field goal uh, range and potted the field goal get the win after a couple of possessions in overtime they did enough. Um, And with
1: with the Chief loss, it's actually a really crucial win for the Chargers, because now they're sitting tied to the division, uh, which sets up a huge game against Seattle, because Seattle are tied for their division as well. Uh, Obviously not in the lead off tiebreakers, but yeah, that's a big win for the Chargers. Again, another team that, you know, besides that four and two, they haven't been overly impressive. They're missing boats up. They're missing Bosa. They're missing that ability to create turnovers on defense. They're, they're being very stout on defense. They're just not causing, not causing turnovers. But, um, yeah, Justin Herbert is a you know, player to watch. Certainly one of my favorite players in the NFL. So I was happy to see him get the win.
0: The NFC East is one of the more powerful divisions, as we spoke about a few minutes ago. Phil, Philly 6-0, the only undefeated team in America the New York Jets 5 and 1, Dallas third with 4 and 2 and Washington who won't go anywhere they're 2 and 4 and I think their coach will be headed out the door not too far down the track. Sorry to say Minnesota sitting on the top two games in front after six games gracious me, 5-1. and one. Uh, That Chicago defense I've spoke about early. Both Minnesota and Chicago have given up 118 points over six games, which goes to show uh, in that black and blue division that defense is very important. The NFC South suddenly become open with Tampa Bay stumbling uh, with a with a game uh, they should have won. Um, Tom Brady under a bit of criticism. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Walk, walk around to go to Robert Craft's uh, wedding. Obviously still very um, oh. I understand who Brady is, but I don't think he should have missed the Saturday walkthrough. And then that NFC West, three teams on top, the Niners, the Rams, and Seattle with Arizona two and four. We've um, got some huge games this week, that LA-Seattle game we'll talk about. But yeah, look, uh, for me right now, I-, I would suggest to you that there'll be only one side from the NFC South that makes it, one side from the NFC North, And there could be three from that NFC. There could conceivably be three games. I know we're only a third of the way through the season, Sam, but that NFC East, there's a lot of football going to be played through those four teams.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the big one here is going to come down to, can Green Bay get anything going? And off history, we'd say they can. You know, the old famous relax comment from Aaron Rodgers a few years ago. Um, you know, potentially they're they're the ones who will be looking for the Giants to stumble or the Cowboys to stumble to give themselves an opportunity. I can't see more than one getting out of the South. I completely agree with that. I like the prospects of two teams getting out of the West. So the way we're looking at that, it's probably going to be three out of the East or two out of the North uh, to go with the one out of the South and the two out of the West. So I think it's going to come down to the Cowboys and the Giants or the Packers. Um, two out of those three making it. And I'd suggest on current form, the Giants and the Cowboys get through When we get three from the East, which is amazing off the back of what's been a pretty poor division for the last, um, honestly, five to 10 years. Absolutely. It's remarkable,
0: the quick turnaround. So this week, ladies and gentlemen, the teams of the bye, all four of these sides won over the weekend. Buffalo, the Rams, Minnesota and Philly all have a rest. And here we go. Thursday night football: New Orleans at Arizona, where the Super Bowl will be played this in this season at State Farm Stadium at Glendale, Arizona. Onto the Sunday games in America, and I'll get let Sam talk about what he's up to. And we have Atlanta at Cincy, Detroit at Dallas, Indianapolis at Tennessee. That's a huge game in that division. That's massive. Green Bay at Washington, Tampa at Carolina, New York at Jacksonville. New York Jets at Jacksonville. Cleveland at Baltimore, another divisional rivalry. The Jets go to Mile High to play Denver in the afternoon set. Houston at Allegiant Stadium against the Raiders. This game that Sam mentioned to me earlier today when we caught up, Seattle at the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi. Kansas City at San Francisco, there's another big game. Pittsburgh at Miami. And then the Monday Night Football game, Chicago and New England up there at what will be quite a cool Foxborough. Sam... Certainly, that Seattle Los Angeles game is now massive. Talk to huge, us, mate. Talk to us. Huge
1: game, yeah. Very, uh, very lucky to be uh, be jetting off to LA tomorrow. Uh, so I'll be in attendance at that one to watch my man Justin Herbert go around and hopefully pick up their fifth victory of the year. I'm super excited to get out to SoFi and check it out. Probably that and Allegiant Stadium are the two that we're certainly on the list to see. Not going to not going to make it as far as Vegas on this trip, but certainly going to be there. Uh, going to be there in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium. Uh, on Sunday afternoon. And for a big LeBron fan I am, the other one I'm, I'm going to be there opening night at uh, Crypto Arena when the Lakers take on the Clippers. So pretty excited to, to see LeBron go around as well. Just a lazy weekend in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, and
0: of course, Sam was also planning on watching the Dodgers, but the Dodgers got beaten by the Padres. Remarkable, an um,
1: amazing seventh inning that was by the Padres, and credit to them—they've got the monkey off the back. You know, obviously, really yes, wanted the have. Dodgers to get up, but that's a that's been a tortured franchise, similar to what was happening to the Red Sox and the Yankees back in the you know the the late '90s and early 2000s. They just have not been out of shape the Dodgers, and and they did, and they did it in a remarkable fashion, winning three straight to, to knock out the Dodgers. So it wasn't Happy with it from a fan point of view, but credit to the Padres.
0: And the the the, the atmosphere of at Petco Park in San Diego was berserk, everybody. It was crazy. It was so loud. It was amazing. You had the old chance of beat LA, which is a Boston Celtics chant, actually. Beat LA, but it was amazing. Okay, let's go through our tips. New Orleans and Arizona is actually a very tough game to tip. The betting line's very close. I I'm not convinced of Arizona. I reckon New Orleans could get them.
1: Yeah. Arizona worries me. They, yeah, really, really worries me. The fact they're at home, I'm going to give them a slight advantage, but Kyler Murray has not looked, not looked the quarterback that he's been in previous years this year. So slight, look, I'll I'll give the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt, and give them the tip this week, but yeah, I'm I'm not confident.
0: A resurgent Atlanta head to Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati on the shores of the river. And uh, they play against Cincinnati. This is a big game, actually, one of the of, of the early games. This is probably the game of the round of the lot. Oh, Indianapolis at Tennessee is not bad, but gracious. This is a tough pick. Atlanta's been excellent, but I reckon Cincinnati at home might just get this one.
1: Yeah, agree. And there's, there's a few really strong teams on by this weekend. So there's some interesting, we'll say interesting, there's some games that are interesting. And then there's quite a few games that have got teams that are they're probably not going where they want to go uh, this season. But no, I think Bengals will be too strong for the Falcons at home.
0: Detroit will probably put 30 on, but they can't defend. Dallas will not lose at Arlington. Dallas by mine by at least 10
1: points. Yep, agree. Cowboys too strong, but the Lions won't make it easy. Indianapolis
0: at Tennessee. What a massive game this is. It's not a strong division. Indianapolis has found a way to win in the last few weeks. They're starting to get used to Matt Rhyme. Tennessee have been average. Do you pick Tennessee because this is in national or do you go
1: with the Colts, Sammy? <laughs> Interestingly, Matt Ryan, of all the aging, we'll say aging quarterbacks, he won't like me saying that, but he certainly fits in that category. Of the aging quarterbacks, so that, you know, Rodgers, Brady, Ryan, um, Stafford, Ryan was the most impressive quarterback last week. He, was. Uh, he, he looked really good. I was actually pretty confident around the Indianapolis heading into the season. They're 3-2-1. and one. You know, they're, they're in a reasonable position considering they haven't played well and Matt Ryan's starting to build. Um He's going to need Pittman to give him a lot of support, obviously, uh, down, down the field. I always worry about Derrick Henry on the Titans and the fact they're at home. Uh, this is a huge game for the Colts. I'm going to lean Colts. Uh, if they can't win this one, then, you know, I think they're in a bit of trouble. But whoever loses this game is, is, in, is in a fair bit of trouble. Off the back of how Matt Ryan's throwing the football, I'm going to do a slight lean for the Colts.
0: I'm going for the Colts. Green Bay at Washington. Both sides were, at least Washington won last week. That's about all you can say. Um, Green Bay's got to start winning soon. Um, I'm going to tip them just, but they they are they are the least convincing they've been in seven or eight years. The pack.
1: When they played the Giants over in London, I said, "Geez, they got they, they needed that one. They need a Giants matchup, and it didn't work out too well for them. They really need a team like Washington to get back on the board. I think they will. They'll be too strong. Uh, if they lose this one, then it's—it's it's season over, and Aaron Rodgers will probably be really regretting that long contract he signed. Uh, that's pushed out, um, you know, some of his really good defensive players, and obviously some of his offensive weapons. Tampa
0: Bay simply has to win. They've got to get angry. I think they will be." Carolina's the exact opponent that they need right now, and I think Tampa will win relatively comfortably in Charlotte.
1: Yep, agree. Christian McCaffrey, as we mentioned on the podcast last week. Trading. They're going to trade him. He is being shipped around now as a possible trade option, and there'll be plenty of teams that would like to pick up a player like him.
0: I tell you what, how quick were the Panthers? Anderson's gone. Is After he? All of, uh, he's gone. He went to Arizona this morning. There you go. So, Anderson got pogoed by his coach in-game, wide receiver for Carolina on the weekend. He's been traded to Arizona, and they're copping $20 million
1: in dead cap space over two seasons to do it, Sam. Tell hey, you what, did he walk past Christian McCaffrey? McCaffrey was probably hoping he was going to get a tap on the shoulder for the trade, because I think he wants out too. hundred oh, percent.
0: No question in my mind. There'd be teams right now. I reckon there'd be teams conspiring. Tampa might be one of them if they've got any money. But Tampa might be one of them that I'd love it to have him. Although they, they,
1: they need a quarterback, the Panthers. So I think anyone who's going to end up with a high draft pick would be able to flip it um, for McCaffrey because the Panthers have got a reset now and they need to do it with the quarterback position.
0: New York head to... The New York Giants head to Jacksonville. Interesting game, this. Um, I'm Jacksonville certainly better than they were, but I'm picking the Giants. I think they're playing good footy.
1: Yeah, it's look. I, I'm, yeah, I've I've seen the the Jaguars have been a team that have been the, probably one of the most up and down teams in the league. They play much better at home. I've been I've been suggesting that the wheels are going to fall off the Giants for a few weeks, and I'm actually going to stay on this course and I'm going to think the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence to be too strong. Just
0: Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore must win. Cleveland. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think they're they're struggling at the moment. Uh, Baltimore not playing great football themselves but I think Baltimore will get back on the on the horse I think they'll beat Cleveland in Baltimore.
1: Yeah, the Browns should really put the Q in the rack here, maybe even look for a yeah, look for a really high draft pick and reset next year with Deshaun, Ravens will get the win.
0: Interestingly, no games at all at, at uh, the Meadowlands this week. The Jets head to Denver, two big trips. First of all, the Green Bay last week and now to Mile High. Um, Denver terrific defense. Um, but their offense is sputtering and I'm going to pick the jets away.
1: Yep. Jets for me, Russell Wilson's got a slight issue with his hamstring, which if he does play, he won't be hundred percent and he would need to be the way the jets are playing at the moment, especially the way that they're, um, you know, they're, they're challenging the quarterback. Uh, yep. Too strong jets head to mile high. Who would have thought we're picking the jets at mile high now? Houston.
0: Exactly. Houston head to Las Vegas to play, Um, the Raiders at the magnificent Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Neither side have been flattering this year, but the Las Vegas are a pretty good side considering their record. I'm picking the Raiders here. Houston's still a couple of years away.
1: Yeah, Raiders will beat every team who is under 500 this year comfortably, and they'll struggle against the teams in their division and the teams that are, you know, six or 700. So they'll easily account for the Texans. And, Sammy, in the game that you'll be attending, and I'll be fascinated when you get back to talk
0: talk to us at length about this extraordinary SoFi Stadium. I'm sure you're really looking forward to it. And, of course, the Clippers' home stadium is being built right next to it. So you might get a chance to have a look at that as well. Um, goodness me, who do you pick? Seattle at Los Angeles. Los Angeles not playing good football. The Seahawks have been one of the form teams in America. Are you brave enough to pick against Justin Herbert at
1: home? No, nah, not in a game. I'm going to. I'm. Um, uh, they're, they're clearly, they're definitely my second team in the NFL. I'm, I'm super excited to see Herbert go around, and I think they'll be too strong. Eckler's actually starting to round into a bit of form as well. Um, Geno Smith's just been exceptional. What a pickup! Uh, what a pickup for Seattle. He's really changed the whole outlook of the season. I think that franchise is probably looking at, you know, really high draft pick and, and not too much success this year. So I'm, I'm keen to see both these teams go at it, but I think it'll be Chargers to go five and two charges for me. Kansas
0: City's got an intriguing game at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara against the Niners. The Niners have got all sorts of injury problems and because of that, I'm picking Kansas City.
1: Yep, agree. Too much too much going on um, in San Fran. It's, it's, been the, it's been what's happened to them the last few years. Cannot stay healthy. Chiefs, too good. Pittsburgh head to Miami for
0: the Sunday night game in America. Uh, Mitch Trubisky just got them home over the weekend after Kenny Pickett got ruled out with concussion. You just, I bet you Pickett doesn't play this week. Um Miami are very wounded football side, but I'm loath to tip against them in Miami Gardens and I'm not going to Miami for mine by a touchdown.
1: Tobisky had a few interesting moments. He played okay, had a few decent drives, which is good to see for Mitch. The hearing tour could be back this week. Um, yes. if he's out if he's out there, they'll win comfortably. If he's not out there, they'll still get over the line, but but not by as much. So yeah, dolphins to get back on the winning track. Chicago and the New Chicago head to New England on Monday Night Football to play them at Foxborough.
0: Um, Chicago's defense—this could be a low-scoring game, actually—but uh, Chicago just can't score. And I know that they'll be putting in Norm. Belichick will have people running at fields from all angles all night. New England, for mine, probably comfortably.
1: Yep, New England—they're looking really good. The Bears can't score; they're trying to survive off their defense, and this just not enough Patriots at home. Lakers and Clippers, please. Love to say Lakers, but the Clippers are going to be such a such a strong team this year. Um, we're going to be there, and LeBron's going to drop 50. So Lakers,
0: Clippers by 10. I don't think Los Angeles has got enough depth. I think that um, the Clippers are a pretty well-rounded basketball side when they're at full strength. Um, I it's think it's that, probably going
1: to take LeBron to drop 50 to be honest, and to get out. Oh,
0: there. absolutely. The NBA is really quite an open go. There's four or five sides that are genuine chances. I don't think the Lakers are one of them, unfortunately. Sam, anything else for us before we head off into the night?
1: No, I think that's been good. It's been a, been a really detailed chat there. Um, really interesting stories the news about Tom Brady this week I think he's yeah, in some ways starting to check out of football I wonder whether this will be it for him uh, this week interesting that he went to that wedding I found that I found that quite funny I just don't think Tom Brady would have done that a few years ago um, so yeah and Bailey Zappi wasn't doing it and he performed very well the Patriots fans certainly were letting uh, Tom Brady know about that on a few different forums <laughs> the fact that Bailey Zappi wasn't at the wedding he was at the hotel room concentrating for to play football so yeah I don't know maybe Tom Brady might be regretting Coming back because it hasn't been great for him this year, but we'll see what the great man can do.
0: He's got thirty million dollars a year waiting for him in the fox sport that fox but the sports booth very shortly. Yeah, I, think I think
1: he's that, too upset. No,
0: nah. Sam Zickman, thank you so much. Look, safe travel to you and the family. Have a great time over there. We'll be fascinated to talk to you about what SoFi Stadium is really like. Um, I just. Uh, I'm th- um, the idea of that place, that and Allegiant Stadium, I think they're the two other stadiums you'd love to go to. So enjoy. Have a lovely, safe trip over there. And get back to us safe, won't you?
1: Thanks, David. We'll chat next week.
0: On behalf of Sanzik, and this is David Redden, everybody, good evening. Enjoy your football. It's a huge weekend this weekend, with the best of the lot being Seattle at Los Angeles. It's so fine. Take care. Bye-bye.